An old plan to save the Postal Service $97 billion over the next 11 years is getting a new life. The Trump administration's fiscal 2021 budget request has refreshed recommendations made by a postal task force in December of 2018, led by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. The task force recommended rolling back the right of postal unions to collectively bargain over compensation. The White House has also tacked on a plan to restructure USPS payments to pre-fund retiree health benefits. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with the latest. And Jory, what did the Postal Task Force specifically recommend this time? Well, for some of this, the past really is prologue here. We are revisiting some ideas that were proposed more than a year ago now, but it is worth circling back on some of those. And I think they were proposed beyond that. I mean, two years and three years and four years ago, too, I think. Yeah, we're really looking at different generations of postal recommendations here. but. Focusing specifically on the task force recommendations, it really was a mixed bag of things that were seriously considered and things that were getting serious pushback. Some of the proposals include um, more flexibility for the Postal Service to set prices for their competitive products, a lot of their packaged products, uh, beyond just the rate of inflation. There was also a conversation about Congress revisiting the universal service obligation, the idea that The Postal Service has to deliver mail to every address in the United States six days a week. There was also a conversation about licensing mailbox access to private shippers like UPS and FedEx. Up until this point, the Postal Service has had a monopoly on that um, and also introducing more government services to post offices. On that count, there have been bills from Senator Bernie Sanders, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to bring banking services to post offices. But the, the really the, the thorny issue here was a proposal to roll back the ability of the postal unions to collectively bargain for compensation. And that, that got immediate pushback from the postal unions. I can imagine. And didn't they just settle on a new contract with the unions? It's pretty rich. Yeah, yeah. There have been negotiations for all the major postal unions, and there's been a rolling process where those have been uh, – those have been settled. All right. So we know what the union thinks about not being able to bargain over compensation. I guess that's a pretty predictable reaction. What about the rest of the postal community of shippers? What do they say about some of these ideas like not six days a week or faster price hikes to keep ahead of inflation? It was really a mixed bag. You certainly, as you said, the postal unions were pushing back on this. The National Association of Letter Carriers had called it a shot in the dark, the the idea of the compensation recommendation. You heard we heard a member of the Postal Board of Governors saying that he could really think of no idea of how the compensation thing would address the Postal Service's long term financial picture. And meanwhile, there were folks like the PRC, the Postal Regulatory Commission Chairman Robert Taub, say that the task force got it right by really addressing the USO, the Universal Service Obligation. That's something that he said is the single most important issue that all these parties could really address. Yeah, so some of those rural areas could get mail on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's the idea, yeah. Because most of it's junk mail now anyway. And we're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Now, beyond the task force recommendations, there have been also some recommendations in the budget request by the Trump administration. What were those? Right, so we're not just talking about the task force recommendations. There are a couple of other things the administration has proposed. One would be... Government-wide, this would be the idea of having federal employees uh, contribute more to the retirement and health care benefits. 
The administration has also proposed cutting about 7,000 employees from the Postal Service from current levels to next year. Now, granted, this is a workforce that is about half a million employees, so small drop in the bucket there. But uh, meanwhile, there's also a plan to restructure the Postal Service's payment plan to the Office of Personal Management to prefund retiree health benefits. The Postal Service has not been keeping up on those payments. To get a sense of how badly they've been defaulting on that, the Government Accountability Office estimates that between 2010 and 2018, the Postal Service has defaulted on $48 billion to that fund. Which means they're going to have to pay those benefits when they actually occur at some point in the future. Right, right. And it's worth pointing out in this conversation that Congress has kind of worked on this on their own end. They just last week passed the USPS Fairness Act, which would eliminate this whole pre-funding debacle and it would move the Postal Service to a pay-as-you-go model similar to other agencies and how they fund these benefits. Yes, and that would save the Postal Service a couple of billion dollars every year, correct? It would. It would. Meanwhile, the the administration's estimates say that their package of everything, the task force recommendations, the benefits package, that would save the Postal Service $97 billion over 11 years. All right. And then there's this issue of the Trump administration's proposal to privatize the Postal Service. I can imagine how that's going over. Right, right. Well, that was back with the initial sweep of government reorganization plans that the Office of Management and Budget put out in the summer of 2018. This was where we first heard about OPM being merged with the General Services Administration and a, num- and a number of other plans. But this got immediate pushback from both parties in the House of Representatives and Since then, the administration has really walked that back. But in a call with reporters on Monday, Margaret Weikert, the deputy director of management at OMB, has really been the leading thinking now on postal reform. When we rolled out the postal service proposal in June of 2018, we essentially said we were going to take the learnings from the task force that Secretary Mnuchin was leading and incorporate that in our thinking. So our thinking has evolved over the last 18 months. And that's Margaret Whiteshirt. Well, let me ask you this, Jory. There is the Postal Service Task Force. There's the Trump administration. There's the Postal Board of Governors. And there's the Postal Service executives themselves. Is there skylight between what they all want? Are they all of the same mind? How has the Postal Service reacted to this budget request? Of all the parties that you just mentioned, The Postal Service management has probably had the most neutral stance on these things. They did state they did say in a statement that they appreciate the administration's proposals here and that that request in the budget does recognize the need for also legislative and regulatory reform. We are going to probably see this year the Postal Regulatory Commission finalize their 10 year rate review of how the Postal Service is able to set prices and whether they're meeting some goals there. Meanwhile, the Postal Service is also working on a 10-year business plan to themselves, as much as they're able to, address some of these long-term business challenges. So the one thing we know for certain is that they will be out from under the prepayments of those benefits. It's not yet law. It was passed by the House. I see. Okay. The Senate. Oh, passed by the House only. Got it. Correct. So as all these things usually are, the Senate is the real challenge on this and then would, of course, need to be signed by the president. All right. So we know nothing for sure at this point about what's going to happen. And I was going to say, too, the shippers are not happy with the idea of rates rising faster than they have been either. Well, certainly no. commercial mailers, the junk mail people. They they vocally pushed back against these issues. And we've heard from uh, a coalition of, of package shippers say that. The USPS package business has been the one bright spot for their bottom line, and to raise the rates any higher would really kind of sink this. 
All right, so we'll have to wait and see, but interesting that this is all on the table now, and uh, hopefully somebody will pick up the stakes. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.